Hey legends, welcome to week 28 of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Before we get stuck in today, to, to today's episode, I'd like to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff, tell your friends, tell your mum, uh, so we can get a few more people getting around it and listening and hopefully getting some life lessons out of the discussions we have. Today I sat down with Alana Dutram who is the founder of Coach Music Academy. She's a incredibly talented singer-songwriter and someone who has traveled the world and, and had a lot of crazy adventures on her journey through music. Uh, she's finished an event, event management course. She's currently... Uh, coordinating a tour through the school system and and creating a really amazing uh, I guess product for a significant amount of people a significant amount of kids uh, to consume and help them find their voice and I guess find adults who are in our community who they can connect with so she's a very amazing human I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation I hope you guys do too My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. I think I'm a little bit nervous. Alright, so you can't say that you're nervous and you right, can't you Yeah, you can't vocally out loud say it. Because then you just believe that you're nervous and then you start freaking out. Okay? So what you've got to do is you've got to remember that what you feel when you're nervous is exactly the same sensation that you feel when you're excited. I so like that. I stopped saying I was nervous and I started saying I was excited and then it just changed everything. Well, on that note, I'm very excited for this podcast. <laughs> Alana, welcome. Oh, thank it's you already started, me. mate. <laughs> I know, it's already began. All right, cool. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. I've been looking forward to this for a little while. Uh, I'm very excited. I, uh, I'm flattered to be here. It's, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. First question for you. Okay. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, what gets me out of bed in the morning? Um, first thing I do in the morning is I get up and I put my workout gear on and I just get in my car and I drive to the gym and I work out. Awesome. And that gets me out of bed. Cool. Yeah. What time do you start? 5.45. Oh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you a morning person? I am. I think I, I am. I, I know that I need rest because I do usually work until about 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. but I just want to always make sure that I start my day at about 8.39 and so otherwise I lose it so I want to get up early and get out there and if I don't do if I don't go for a walk or I don't exercise I just can't start properly so that's my day I like that do you say train every day? usually what happens if you sleep in? Um, I go for a walk awesome so you're always doing something yeah I'd always get up and do something otherwise I just feel I feel strange but on the weekends I'm I'm a little bit I don't know. I'll go with a little bit more. But you just have a rest week, when you need it. Yeah. Um, cool. I like to stick to my little structure. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Which helps me a lot. Awesome. From a philosophical sense, okay. what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, 
Do you mean like from like just my mindset? Yeah. I love what I do. What do you do? <laughs> do you Enlighten us all. What day of the week? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's Wednesday today. Yeah, Wednesday. Every day is really different and I've tried so hard to um, to have, go and have a, like a normal job. Normal. And I'm using my fingers when I say that. Um, but I've tried to go and have like a normal job, do the same thing every day and it just doesn't work for my brain. So I like um, that. I like to do something different. So when you asked me what I was doing today at 12.30, I said, I'm going to come and be on your podcast because today is Wednesday and it's a different day. Awesome. But, what did you do yesterday? Well, in general, what I usually do is um, I sit in front of my computer a lot. I do a lot of admin work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as exciting as it looks on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of, um, of emailing, scheduling. I, at the moment, am coordinating a tour and I'm also running a music school. So I am the one who schedules everyone's um, lessons in for the week. And I also schedule my own. And so I basically work on that. I work on all the marketing for my business. And I usually have meetings with my business partner. We just chat and we get innovative. And I'm always thinking of exciting ways to, I don't know, just to make people think differently about a music school. I like that. Yeah. So you're kind of going against the grain in terms of what a normal music school is. Yeah, I hope so. That's that's what the goal is, and I want people just to feel like it's an experience. And I think that the number one thing my students always say is it's, sometimes it's the best part of their week, and that makes me – that's another thing that makes me up in the morning because I go, this is pretty special. I get to be a part of someone's week, and they love it so much. Yeah. Well, if, if the time someone spends with you is the best part, best time of their week and you love doing it. Yeah. It's Life's sorted. Yeah. This is the meaning of life. And that's the end for today's podcast. We are done. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like running a music school? Um, what is it like running a music school? Yeah. It's like it was the first job that I had when I was 17. I used not running a music school, but I music. worked for a music school and I've mm-hmm. worked for a few for most of my life. And then I've tried all these other things at the same time, but this has been my number one kind of I guess money maker, and then I got to a point, and it was only last year where I thought, you know what, I think I can do this better, and I want to do it myself. And so now um, most of my days are really fulfilling because I, I guess that I have you ever seen that TED talk that's the called um, multi potentialite? I don't think so. Oh my god, you have. But yeah. I will. Yeah, you send have it to. to me. Okay, I will. I'll send it to you, and everyone who's listening has to go and watch it. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, the link at the bottom. Yes. Well, because I used to struggle a lot with feeling like I had to specialize in something. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up being a singer and everyone knew me as the singing girl and songwriter. And I did all of these like crazy, unreal things when I was a teenager. I was kind of like Hannah Montana. (laughs) Um, And I think that I got to a point in my life where I was like, okay, I've been focusing solely on this one career opportunity that I want to have. Um, but there's all of these other things that I want to do. And I just got to a stage where I didn't tell anyone what I was going to do. And I just went and explored other opportunities that I had. And all this, I know all these creative juices started flowing. And the whole um, message behind being a multi-potentialite is that you actually have all of these separate things to give. That's cool. And you've got to you've got to actually utilize them all. And if you, you know, as a doctor, you might just specialize in one thing. But for me, I never really truly did. And I like to use all of those different talents that I have. 
That's that's really cool. And like as someone that never wants to just focus on one thing, that always wants to have two or three balls in the air. That's yeah. that's really. That's I think really that interesting I way of looking like at it. That. Yeah. You, got, it, you would probably be the same. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so you, yeah. you you'd most likely really relate to it. But it was it blew my mind. I was like yeah. for my whole life everyone I, I sang so everyone told me that I should be a singer mm. and it's the same as you know if you run everyone tells you that you, you should, should be a runner, runner. Yeah. and then you get to a point in your life where maybe that hasn't happened and you feel like a failure and you have to kind of face that and work through it and I guess that you know you could just sit there and say I'm a failure or you could go you know what I'm going to actually go and explore all these other things that I do that I didn't even realize that that I did. That's an amazing mindset. And it's cool that you can get that from a, like, probably half an hour talk on, yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> Such a good one, yeah. That, yeah, that's amazing. What do you think it was that allowed you to, I guess, make the change and start to find or chase what you wanted to do? Um, I think it was, well, to give you a little bit of a background, when mm. I was um, 14, I won this massive competition with Girlfriend Magazine. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was titled like the young girl of the year. And then from that, I guess, like all good opportunities, the ball started rolling. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I ended up touring Australia with like MTV, the Hot 30 Countdown, like met all these people, started recording. And then all of a sudden I was discovered by this um, big producer overseas in London. Discovered Um, is an interesting word. Yeah. (laughs) Discovered. (laughs) It's it's a silly word, isn't it? It's a little bit. What's a better word? I don't know. I don't have a better word. Okay. All right. So anyway. I'm just poking holes in the story, but not actually giving you any insight. I'm sorry. Carry on. As you were. Yeah. No. So anyway, he, um, he asked me if I wanted to make an album with him. Oh, coffees have arrived. Thanks, Mitch. Yay. Thanks, Mitch. Look at that. I got a tall one as well. It's so generous. The old mid-podcast coffee delivery. Have fun podcasting. Uh, if everyone wants to know, I'm having a soy cappuccino. <laughs> Hang on, where was I? Oh, yeah, being discovered. Um, anyway, so I'm just going to cut my long story short because it's no, not really that interesting. Go long story. That's the whole point of a podcast, mate. Okay, cool. So, all right, well, you might regret that. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so I got discovered by this big producer overseas in London and we were in a studio in Melbourne and he asked me if I wanted to record an album with him back in the day when you used to record an album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really big decision and it was an amazing opportunity. And at the time I would have been like 15. That's a huge decision to make when you're 15. Like massive. Mm. And at the same time I was like, how can I say no? This is so exciting. And the thought of even going to London, I would feel like a pop star. I'm ready. Like every 15 year old wants to be famous. So yeah, I was, I put on a flight and I went to London and I started recording and working on an album. And that was when I started year 11, mm-hmm. which maybe was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. So you decided to do both. Yeah, I decided to do both. So that whole year I did school and I did my career and every three months I would go back to London and I would go there for maybe four weeks at a time and we would work on something different. So we'd write, we would record and then um, I'll never forget one time I actually went to come back. I I left to go to my trip to go back and he said, next time you come back we're going to record a, a... video clip it's like oh my god this is so exciting yeah so anyway that whole journey happened and we made this album and before i knew it like i was singing in front of 
every single record label in Australia. I was doing showcases in London. I was, um, yeah, I started touring around the UK. We like, they made a band for me over there and you know, I, I really loved it. It was so exciting and it built my, I think my confidence a lot. Um, I spent a lot more time with adults and I think that I would kind of come back and maybe my interest in school started to go down a bit. I don't understand why <laughs> at all. Yeah, and then I did, started year 12 and I dropped out. So I didn't finish year 12. Yeah. And my mum was pretty upset about that. But it was a really good decision. And at the time, I don't regret it at awesome. all. It just taught me everything that I think I needed to learn at that time. And I just built myself and I ended up... Um, finished that whole uh, that whole contract when I was 19 because they just didn't really get me. They found mm. me when I was 15 yeah. and then I was 19. It's such you a developing You would have been age. like a different person when you yeah. finished that 19. Yeah, and because the, the music we'd recorded, we hadn't released it. Yeah. But we'd been working on it, performing it, and it was kind of getting old now. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I'm sick of this <laughs> standard, my like Alana attitude. And so I, uh, I did an independent um, release of music here in Melbourne and I found some producers and we wrote them and um, I was really excited and I was like, this is like an expression of who I am right now and that's what music is anyway. Yeah. Um, but then I had this product in front of me and I think that's the moment that my entrepreneurship kind of began because, yeah. and I didn't even realize it at the time because... I thought I have to sell this to people. Mm. What's the point of having this in front of me and nobody knows about it? A lot of it. people don't consume it. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I came up with an idea to tour my EP around Victorian high schools. Cool. And I organised a. I did ten schools, and I organised the whole thing myself. And it was to raise money for the Reach Foundation. Which we went. Awesome. Yeah, you would have remembered the Reach Foundation from mm, high school. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I had one of their um, facilitators on a couple of weeks ago. Really? Ah, yeah. oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, amazing. An, an amazing organization. Such an amazing With organization. Some incredible people. And they made an impact on me in high school, and I wanted to support them. So yeah, I did this tour. I like. I was literally the the sound guy. Every day before the show, I would drive to Brunswick. Um, borrow all the gear from a friend, yeah. drive it to the school, set the whole thing up, mics, leads, like everything. Um, and then my band would come, we would set up the drum kit, yeah. like it was full on show. And I'd always get like a few students from the school to support me beforehand. And it was like, it was like a gig. Yeah, so it was cool. really cool. And then I guess for that split second, I felt pretty famous because all the kids <laughs> yeah. were like, whoa, yeah, yeah. Lana. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. And I did that, but it was just, I, I think the main lesson I learned from that is that you can't just, you can't do everything. Yeah. Um, well, you can. Well, you can you if should. you can, yeah. Well, you can if you want, like, it's almost, you've had two contrasts with, like, I'm sure you would never have had to set up any of the sound stuff no. for the, the first four years. Yeah. And yeah. then going to doing it all yourself, it's, it'd teach you a little bit. Yeah, it did. It taught me so much. And I, yeah, I just... I think that the whole concept was amazing and what we were gaining from it was insane, mm. but it was my, me and my mum. My mum would come and make sandwiches for the band and we would just drive to each school, um, but I just couldn't keep going because I was exhausted mm. and I needed a team. Yeah. It's really important to have a you team around you. can't do that by you. yourself forever. Yeah, I needed to delegate the work. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't have the chance to do that. So, um, so I ended up finishing that and then I, what else did I do? Then I, I was songwriting for a long time. Like, um, I like landed tracks for different people and kind of went on that path. And yeah. then I thought, well, maybe maybe I'll try country music because everyone's told me that, you know, my music's got some country elements to it and I yeah. like country music. So I, like, I started doing that. I went to, to Nashville. I rode over there. Awesome. Um, I toured around. And then I came back and I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to release a country song. Why not? So I released, like, my debut country single and we got it to number three on the Australian country music charts, which was pretty fun. That's incredible. It was really cool. And I got, and I actually loved the whole process of creating that again. It was creating another product for Mm. me and marketing it. And I had, you know, do you remember it was called 103? I don't know if you recall. Mate, I've been listening to your music on YouTube all morning. It's been awesome. (laughs) So I got all my friends to dress up as old people. And it's just, it's just a song about, you know, all the things you want to do before you die. Um, and it was really fun and so we did a big single launch and I had all my friends there just welcoming everyone in and they were dressed as old people <laughs> yeah, they were just cool. going nuts like in wheelchairs and giving people cupcakes and everyone was getting drunk and it was hilarious it was a really fun night and then yeah and then all of a sudden I was presenting Casey Chambers with the Golden Guitar like award at the Golden Guitars in Tamworth and that's awesome <laughs> I think that I like I had paused for a moment I was like you know what, if you put your mind to something, you can can do do it. it. Because I got asked to be one of the trophy presenters at um, the Golden Guitar Awards. And I had just entered into that scene and all of a sudden I was in a room with everyone who was anyone in the country music industry. Who we were looking up to. Yeah, and i never forget this one girl was like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't even know. (laughs) Uh, But I think that I felt like I was going around in circles. I was just continuously like chasing my tail and then I would get to a point where I'd get really close. Like that door had been ajar and then it would close. And then I just kept knocking at the same door and I didn't see all the other doors around me. Um, and so that's when I, um, I decided that, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of take a little bit of a spin and I did an event management course and I put my music on hold and how long ago was that? That was, Last year. Yeah. How old are you now? Last year. I'm 25. 25. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy so, 10 years. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. I've done lots of things. The other day I was trying to think of like all the roles that I've actually had and I was trying to say it in one breath. I was doing a talk the other day. <laughs> trying to say it in one breath. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's just so many things. But it's fun. Like I really like exploring everything. But yeah. that whole time that I did all of that, I was teaching. Like from when I was, you know, 18. Yeah. I started, I started teaching and I really always loved it. So I would do my event management course, did that for six months and it was nine to five every day. And then I would drive back from the city. I would teach until about nine or 10 and then I'd get up in the morning, go back and do it again. And I never really questioned doing it. And when I had a moment to pause, when I started, you know, doing internships with event companies and working on, I like worked on fashion shows and awesome. did these really fun things. And I remember just going, oh, but I got to make sure that I keep teaching because I don't want to let those students down. I love being a part of their week. I never realized how important it was cool. for me. Did, do you think you've had many chances to properly like sit down, take a breath and look back at all the stuff you've done? You're probably able to do it now, I guess. Yeah. But during. Um... No, not really. It kind of felt like a roller coaster yeah. because it was 
music is such an emotional part of you and I guess do you sing do you do no no (laughs) I'm like the worst singer ever (laughs) challenge accepted yeah um no but it's such like it's just like an extra part of you yeah and I guess like any passion is Mm -hmm. and every time it didn't work I just felt like it was this massive failure for me yeah and everyone in my life like my no one even asked me how I was they always said they just assumed like how's your singing going yeah and so that was my identity and it was really hard to separate myself from that and it took a long time and I feel like now I was like slowly being recognized for different things yeah I can relate to that a little bit like and most of the people close to me will will understand how, how this kind of affected me and stuff but footy was always the one thing I was asked about yeah like I could write the three questions that people, and you would probably be exactly yeah. the same the three questions people, everyone would ask yeah. everyone that wasn't in that close circle yeah and you get so sick of asking the same questions and you're just like there's so much more going on up here but that's cool that you're able to you're now able to express that yeah. and talk about all those different things you did Definitely. How important for you, or do you think it was important that you maintain the teaching throughout the whole thing? Did that allow you to stay grounded? Well, it was the perfect job yeah. because it gave me freedom during the day to, you know, explore all these other things that I could do, and then at night time I could work mm-hmm. and enjoy what I was doing. Yeah. But it was really important because I think that teaching, and you would relate to this too. It keeps you really grounded yeah. because it makes you just, I know you empathize with, with your students and who you're helping yeah. and you get to give back. And I think, I think that like the main, I don't know, one of the main things that gives me fulfillment is actually like helping other people. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. So yeah, I think it was really, really important and it makes sense now that I look back. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you allow it. Yeah. You looking back kind of allows you to use your hindsight as all the kids that you're teaching and all the students, it's their foresight because you've got all these experiences that you're able to, I guess, put together and help them to to move forward. Yeah, definitely. I know sometimes like I've had some students for like a a long time, like the whole period that I've even been teaching and I feel like a part of their life. Yeah. And who you are yeah I know and it's really it's really special and I think that it's extra special because sometimes I'm really disconnected from their life as well yeah. so it's this kind of separate thing that they get to do for themselves and we like they can just tell me about everything that's going on in their world and mm-hmm. then they can write songs about it and they can sing about it and yeah it's really therapeutic for them so it's cool that's awesome what like apart from I guess seeing what you wanted to change in the industry what made you actually pull the trigger and start coach music I was frustrated because I was working for another music school and it just wasn't growing Mm -hmm. Um, I saw all the potential in it I had so many ideas and they just were they were being heard but they weren't actually being responded to and I just um, actually because I have a business partner his name is Josh and he's amazing and I worked with him at his house last year mm-hmm. and both of our businesses weren't, weren't growing and um, his wife is singing teacher too and I turned to him and I said, I'm going to leave this unnamed singing school <laughs> and, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start something and I really believe in it and I want you guys to come with me. That's awesome. And he was in a point in his life where he was feeling frustrated and we were both, I think, just in the right time for change. Yeah. 
and we are both really innovative and whenever we would sit down we would just have all these like huge big business ideas and I said you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm doing it and basically like you better come and so yeah we like joined forces and that's awesome it was really awesome because we've got such a great team and like we really respect each other and yeah it's great it's awesome do you both have the same are you coming from the same I guess angle do you have the same no we're we're, your butt heads a little bit no we're we're different like we have different strengths yeah and we understand them like I'm the like Josh is still really creative, but I think that I'm like the marketing, um, creative, like day to day kind of stuff. And he's, you know, had his own marketing business before and he knows how to run. Like he's, Oh my God. Like if you <laughs> see him do a spreadsheet, yeah. you just lose your mind. And it's really good because it's helped me to kind of systemize what I do a little bit more. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that those two traits together, like I was... That's perfect. That was never really a strength yeah. of mine and I'm learning because you always learn. You have, you have to learn that stuff. Yeah. I have to. It's so important. And for so long with everything I did, I never actually thought about like the financial side of things or, you know, it wasn't about the profit. It's more about just like doing it for fun. Yep. <laughs> and then you get to a point where everyone starts going, when are you going to buy a house? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to get married? And you're like, oh, man. I have to like have money to do that. Yeah, so, exactly. So um, it's actually a really good combination. Awesome. Yeah. What's been the the biggest challenge in the last twelve months, twelve eighteen months? Um, the biggest challenge in the last eighteen months, I think for me, it's been maybe like juggling my um, my personal life and my work life because I'm in. You're in like you know starting a business is like a relationship oh yeah and it's like that first year it's like oh my god I'm so in love and then everything <laughs> else just like blurs away yeah. and um and then you start to just forget about just little things yeah and you get just really engrossed in it and so I think that I've just fully been so in love with what I've done over the last year that um I guess maybe one of the challenges is making sure I make time for everything else in mm. my life because in the end, like that's gonna give me a like really fulfilled life. I like that. How do you how do you go with the work life balance? Because like running a business, you've got all these things you got to think about. Yeah. And then you try and disconnect and hang out yeah. with friends or family or whatever, yeah. and then you're still kind of half thinking about it. How yeah. do you go with it? I think I do well, although my mobile mobile it is the connection for everyone. So like for me personally, I have about 35 students. um, And so 35 people are texting me every week. (laughs) And then my friends are texting me. And I've started this new thing now where I don't open the message until I know I can sit down and read them. And then I can reply. I like that. Yeah, except I have to do that with my friends as well. Yeah. Because otherwise... Otherwise you give like a... You're kind of not really paying attention to the response and then you're like, oh, what did I actually say? Yeah, I know. I'm not in it. So, and then I'll think of someone in my mind and go, oh, I better shoot them a text message and then realize that they've sent me a text message and I haven't (laughs) replied and I just feel But at least if it's it's unopened, you know it's there and you can get back to them and actually put your full attention to that. Yeah. Like I've struggled with the same stuff. Yeah. 
having all the different clients and then all the staff and then friends yeah. and family and stuff like that. Yeah. My big, the biggest thing that I've changed over the last like maybe two months is I turn all my notifications off. Nice. So for me to yeah. read an email, read a message, you check a Facebook update, update uh, whatever, yeah, exactly. I need to go find it. I need to yeah. go searching for it. So I'll only really do it if I've got the time. Yeah. If I don't have the time or I haven't allocated the time to do that, it just stays there. That's good. And then... Yeah, but then we live in this world where people want that message back straight away. And I know, and so like I'll manage all of the inquiries too. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm checking my emails all the time because mm. I don't want one to you know go unseen and then someone yeah. doesn't get to have that lesson for that week. But I've we started using I'm not sure if you do this with Vetus, but we started using Slack mm. at the start of the year. We've tried to implement it a couple of times. But Hasn't worked. No, not yet. Uh, see we love slack mm. like slack is life yeah. and, and i've heard that from so many people so i keep yeah. going i think we've twice we've tried properly to yeah. do it but we've got a like we have a decent sized team now and i feel as though it gets lost a little bit yeah, because everyone's got their own stuff I'm like yeah. yeah yeah 14 is just too like i don't think it would be too many if everyone was committed to using it yeah but we've yeah that's that's our that's a big room for improvement for us is finding yeah. that one way to communicate. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty hard with, yeah, you got 15, 14 of 14, us. Yeah. 14 is now. way too many. Yeah. See, we've got. They start firing some people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for, especially for Josh and I, we would send a Facebook message to each other, a text message to each other, an email. Yeah. And so now like work stuff through Slack. Everything is through Slack. So, and we will hashtag like, you know, marketing ideas, um, and just every topic that we want to talk about and put cool. it in there. And especially for, you know, Jackson's schedule, Alicia's schedule, like all of our different schedules, we'll have a conversation about it. But it is hard to get the whole team always on board yeah. chatting all the time mm. um, because they're, you know, not as passionate about the business side as us, but they are. Everyone loves it. How many of you guys are there? There is six. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Which what are the different good. roles and responsibilities of everyone? Uh... Well, we've got. Don't well, forget anyone. I know. I'm thinking <laughs> right now. Well, I'm thinking of their roles. Like everyone kind of has their own individual role with looking after their students. Yeah. So we have right now Santana, um, Kylie, and Alicia, um, myself, Josh, and and Jackson. Um, but Kylie's subbing in for Jackson for teaching at the moment. So, I guess that. Every teacher's responsibility for themselves is just to, you know, make sure that they have made all their students happy, they're communicating with them, um, yeah. but I do, like, their scheduling for them and I run, like, all their payments and everything like that. So they kind of – my ideal situation for any teacher that we have is for them to just rock up and yeah. they teach. And, I like that. Um, they just get to be – they don't have to think about all that stuff because for a long time I would be, as the teacher, like – taking someone's money and I hated it sometimes yeah. they get to the door I'm like no I don't want to take your money yeah <laughs> like, and it, that is yeah. a hard one and yeah. I think like our business is probably fairly similar to yours in that yeah. aspect we've got coaches that coach but then have to do all the admin stuff behind yeah. how do you feel do you feel as though that system works with you kind of overseeing everything or it is because I started doing direct debits instead okay. of so taking tick, tick the box tick yeah. a box and then I can just you know control it all in one mm. area see what's happening with everyone um, otherwise it's really messy and you know teachers they're not like for us they're not hired to you know own own a little franchise or own a little business yeah. they're actually they're just to hired to teach because mm. they're great teachers I like that and so we want to make it as easy and stress free for them and we just want 
them to feel like they enjoy every aspect of their job and that way you know they'll want to keep doing it so yeah sometimes like people don't know how to deal with the money thing so we have we just have a system this is how it works this is what you do when you sign up if you want to be a part of it that's cool and then has Josh helped with a lot of those systems and processes and things that you need to tick the boxes? Yeah, absolutely. We've de- we've sat down and worked on it together, and he's done some epic spreadsheets. <laughs> so every teacher we spreadsheets all have a spreadsheet. Spreadsheets scare me. Oh man, I'm starting to actually like spreadsheets now. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> ooh, if I put that there, that shows up. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Well, for because we've I've been doing my the tour as well. Yeah. For that, I've had to get on board of on board spreadsheets and be really on top of it because. I did it in my event management course and yeah, for something like that, just remembering all the details for all the shows that we do, it's a lot. That's an amazing segue. Talk to me about the tour. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, enlighten me. Okay, so we started this, oh, I haven't even turned my phone You're the worst. Oh my God. Sorry guys, technical difficulties. (laughs) What? Sydenham, Sydenham, what? Sorry guys. I'm going to um to turn it off. Can, you can delete that bit, right? No, yeah. keeping it. <laughs> uh, hang on. So, oh, I w- would love to talk to you about our tour. I really love it. It's Good. amazing. Um, so, in June this year, it was probably a little bit earlier than that. Um, I wanted to bring back my school tour that I guess I had done when I was 19, mm-hmm. but in a different way. So this was inspired because most weeks I have at least one person come into their singing lesson and they cry and not in a bad way, but they're just, music just allows them to just let out everything they're feeling, everything they're expressing. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. And so they have these moments in class where, you know, they'll go to sing a song and they'll just break down and it's emotional for me because, you know, I've got a connection with them and and I see it, but I just kind of sit there and I just let them just let it go. Um, So it's a little bit like sometimes I ask myself, am I a counselor or a singing (laughs) teacher? I think that's a regular coach question. Yeah. If your coach, doesn't matter what you coach, that's something that you've got to be okay with yeah I think so and I think that I don't know maybe because you're in a one-on-one situation people yeah. allow themselves to do that and to feel like that which I think is awesome but I started just seeing it recurring and at the end of last year one of my students mums came up to me and she said I want to thank you so much because um, my daughter has been going through you know depression and anxiety for a really long time mm-hmm. and I've been sending her to a lot of specialists and people and she hasn't really been able to connect with it and ever since she started singing that's amazing she yeah it's it's changed her and she's so much happier and obviously it's really important to see someone when you're feeling like that but you know for certain situations maybe you need to have a purpose or maybe you need to just you just have to let out how you're yeah. feeling you don't know how to do that and sometimes you just can't so if you can it. find that one thing that you can express yeah. what you love whether it is exercise or whether it's exactly. singing or dancing or yep. whatever it doesn't yep. really matter if you can find that one thing like exercise is definitely something for me that allows me just to just to like get out of my head and just like just do my thing yeah um but yeah and so at the start of last year um i guess it was like a little idea that we were just kind of going maybe this could happen maybe not and I went to my old high school, Frankston High, and for their mental health week for the year nines. And Josh, I bumped into that to you there, didn't I? I did. Yes. Yeah, you were there too. Mm. See the importance of music and fitness. Yeah, <laughs> <That's the> thing, <laughs> right? definitely. So that's when 
it all kind of started. Yeah. And so we were there, similar to you, we were taking all the same classes, mm-hmm. um, and we were doing a music program with them and talking about how you know music impacts your mental health and how you can actually use music. Definitely. And yeah, it was really cool. And by the end of our little um, our little like class, we got them all to write a song and sing together. And That's awesome. Because when I ever have group classes, when you sing in a group, it like. It regulates your heart rate, it helps you connect with people, mm-hmm. and obviously it allows you to express how you're feeling. And after that week, I was like, this is so cool. Like, what we did was really fun. Yeah. Um, I learned also that I don't think I want to be a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel like that? Yeah, it's uh, my partner's a school teacher, and she was like, I came home and I was like, I'm cooked. And she's yeah. like, oh, see what I deal with every yeah. day. And like, we had the whole year, like nine or 10 cohort, yeah. like, or not year nine cohort and two days. So settle down. Yeah. But it is incredibly difficult. And it's, oh, and the it's respect, a job that, oh, the respect I have. Ama- teachers are amazing people. Oh, absolutely. Um, the patience is, is good. And the control over the class. Lots of things like just. We oh, can't pump them up too much. They oh, get like 50 weeks a year holiday anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she's I'm, listening. I'm going to get in trouble for yeah. that. <laughs> Um, and anyway, so from there we had, um, over, I think it was like a, a two week holiday for school holidays. Yep. So let's, let's actually take this around high schools, but let's do it differently. So basically we started, uh, it's a mental health youth program wrapped into a music show. Cool. So when students leave, it's like they've left a concert and they feel so excited. So end up, and you know how? If you go see a big band playing a stadium, you just feel so inspired. Amped up's a good way of, yeah. way of describing it. Because yeah. you just leave and you're just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's kind of the feeling that we wanted people to have. And so we've put together a team of amazing singers who are all pursuing their careers. Amazing. Um, some who've been on like the X Factor and the Boys and others who are doing more of an indie path with their music. And we asked them if they want to be a part of it. Yeah. We started rehearsing and yeah, then by September we had a show all booked in. Um, we had kind of organized how the whole presentation was going to go. Yeah. And so each performer gets up um, and well, they all sing together and then they get up and they talk about how music has impacted their mental health and they all share a really personal story about something that's happened in their life. And then we have myself or Josh and we get up and we educate the kids on, you know, how music can help us and we talk about them that and we kind of have a moment where we allow them to kind of like maybe let out how they're feeling. Uh, and then we get everyone to sing together. That's cool. And at the end, we at this last tour, I'm not sure what we'll do next year, but we've been getting everyone to sing Lean On Me. And it's so amazing. Like all these, all these kids, like sometimes we'll have 200 or 400 students in a hall and they'll be like hand in hand, like arm each other, like with their friends. That's awesome. And they'll be all just singing as loud as they can, like lean on me. And the energy in the room is just amazing. They're huge. So yeah, we've been, um, how many schools? I think we've seen about 20 schools and we've actually um, performed in front of five thousand one hundred and thirty one students I counted it. That is very specific. I know. That's cool. Five thousand one hundred and thirty one. Um I counted each time of course. Like who wouldn't? But so in that three months, yeah, we've we've toured like crazy and so I've been behind the scenes just planning that the whole show, all the tour, like we've been doing regional shows as well, which we found have been huge impact mm. um on the communities. Yeah. And we've also it's also opened all of our eyes to just how lucky you are sometimes to have a, a bigger community because yeah. a lot of these students will we get stuck in that like bubble especially us down yeah. here on the peninsula like yeah. we got a 
like everyone knows everyone on the peninsula, but it's almost yeah. like that big, like community is a perfect word, that tribe of people that all yeah. support each other yeah, um, in one way or another. Yeah. So to see how the smaller areas deal with being in a small area is probably yeah. pretty interesting. It's really interesting because I guess, imagine if you're at school and someone's bullying you mm. and you honestly, there's like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have anyone else to turn to. Mm. So um, we've, we've learned a lot about that. But I think that um, the number one thing that I've learned from the show, even for myself, my own mental health, is that everyone's um, everyone's everyone's journey in mental health is really different. Yeah. And I've had a lot of students come up afterwards and, and tell us like certain stories. Um, we had one boy come up to us. It was in one thaggy after the show and he was like this big burly guy and he just he said thank you so much for coming today like I really enjoyed what you did and you know we obviously said thank you and he said I I've been to 56 foster homes and he said that I've never like really felt it was was, he just felt so open with how he was feeling he just kind of like let it all out and he was like never really you know found like I connected with anyone or um you know haven't really truly had a family and wow like that hit me really hard and then he just cried he just like let all out he sat there he just he just cried and it was really really powerful for us to see that because i think that because we were all openly talking about these little things or these big things that had happened in our life it allows everyone else to start those conversations um and you know some like one of our performers gets up and talks about her anxiety but she says you know, she doesn't actually know why she gets it. Like she feels like she has a great life, but sometimes she just gets anxious. And That's so powerful just do. because it's there's like all the, like the third of the kids that have felt anxious and and have that anxiety yeah. will immediately like respond to it and they'll yeah. they'll feel connected. Exactly. And then each person that comes up will give a different story and connect yeah. another group of kids and That's it. next thing you know everyone's ready to go and that's probably why you get such a good yeah. response at the end when you sing I think so yeah everyone starts to really just kind of understand what the whole message is but mm. I guess we just want to let them know that if they're having a bad day like go turn on a song that's going to make them feel better yeah. or turn to a passion that you have in life we always talk about how important it is to, to have a little bit of an outlet and that can be sport and exercise too yeah. and it's just a way for you to feel like you can express yourself um, but yeah, after that, that day in Lanthaggy, we were all so inspired and we just felt like this is like what we're doing is really great. And so I guess since September, my brain has just been like fuzzy. What next? <laughs> I don't know. No, you know yeah. what? I've just been, I've actually surprised myself and been really focused, oh, good, good. <laughs> which is really good because I just, I feel really fulfilled. I feel like, yes, this is yeah. amazing and we're giving back and we're doing something that we all really enjoy yeah. um, and we've created a really great team around what we're doing too, which is really important for That's us. Huge. Yeah, so and all the artists, they love being, like, they love touring around the schools and all the kids get yeah. so excited to meet them. And, but it yeah. almost, like, it justifies and validates, like, all of your whys, like, why you're actually doing it because yeah. you get that, yes, you're doing something you love but you're helping other people at the same time. So yeah. it's kind of that perfect perfect system where everyone wins yeah it really is yeah. it absolutely is and that's that's really cool because the schools like they often say like especially some of the last ones we went to they're like this is the like, this is one of the best things that's come to come to our school for a really long time which is an amazing amazing thing it's amazing and we're constantly going we just want to make it better like, what can we do <laughs> next like how yeah. can we grow it and 
I would love it to be an organisation. I would love to change the way that um, music is delivered sometimes in education. Yeah. I found that I wasn't actually involved in the music program in my high school. Really? Yeah, and I just kind of felt like it didn't really encourage expression. It kind of encouraged, you know, other aspects of music, which are just as important. Yeah. But we need to all understand that we don't even realise that we use music every single day. Yeah. To And that we watch a, a movie and the reason we cry is because music. of the song. Yeah. There. And the reason that that ad makes us happy or we remember it is because of the music behind it. So um, just trying to find ways to actually educate ourselves and to know, you know what, if I'm maybe not feeling so good, there are things that I can do to calm myself yeah. down, to help myself relax, to mm. focus. Like yeah. all these students, I always tell them, like when I'm sitting there doing my work during the day, sometimes there's no one there. Mm. I just put, I just go into Spotify and I'm like, study music, focus music. Same. And it sits there. It <laughs> exactly helps. the same. Like I've got a, yeah. like YouTube plays open pretty much all the time. Yeah. Press play, like yeah. when I'm in my office. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> like from my own personal experience, my, I never really, I connected with music in like with my mum and dad when I was growing up, mm. but never really loved music until... I started connecting with a few friends about the music we loved yeah. and then fell in love with Triple J and then all the festivals and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. now like I, I know that if I am feeling a certain way or I want to feel a certain way, yeah. that I just pick a certain song or a certain yeah. album or a certain Like you would, and, you would select certain playlists when you're doing workouts with yeah, your clients. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, do, do you think it that changes it, the, it changes the whole mood because, yeah. you know, and like – I like sometimes having chilled out music when we're training, sometimes yeah. having, you know, something really quick, but having – it's really easy way to change the vibe of a room. Yeah. If I need everyone to chill out, put something chill out on. Um, if I need everyone to get up and about and they're not and everyone's had a big day and we're doing, we've got a big group at six and everyone's just not up and about, bam, music is what's going to change that. Yeah. And it allows us to I don't know, almost, almost self-regulate how everyone's feeling mm-hmm. which is cool like yeah like you put the fresh prince of ballet soundtrack on and everyone's jumping up and down <laughs> yeah. and like you know you put the titanic theme song on while everyone's laying down and everyone's laughing and smiling yeah. like it's yeah yeah it's a really easy way to connect and it's something that it's probably not taught as well as enough in schools in terms mm. of how important it can be yeah i asked this i did a podcast this morning i asked this question what are the five things if you were to go through school again that you wish they taught you oh I wish they taught me taxes. Taxes. <laughs> that's, one more, that's one of my answers. Yeah, I wish they taught me that. I wish they taught me... Um, I wish they taught me how to save. I can't work out why <laughs> no one taught me how to save, and I've just worked it out. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, I wish that someone had taught me... I wish that they taught me, like, how to fix a tire on a car. <laughs> You know, or just like, just, just should be classical like life skills, like life skills, yeah. and ah, oh. fix a tire, hang a picture, yeah, hang all, like all those stuff. things, those little <laughs> things, like how to, you know, how to cook from a fridge that you don't even like know what all the ingredients are in there, yeah. like just I don't know, I think that there are like even how to how to dream, like I don't actually feel like that's where my inspiration came from, like I loved, I actually I loved the school that I went to, it was awesome, but. Um, you know, we're always just taught that this is the sequence of your life yeah. and this is what your next step is. Oh, 100%. And I've always liked to feel a bit uncomfortable and kind of breach that a bit. So That's something I've always struggled with, I guess. I don't know. I don't necessarily know why, but I've always 
seen, you know, go to school, go to uni, get yeah. a job, get a house, like have a family, yeah. retire, die. <laughs> like yeah. that just scares the shit out of me. Like yeah. in terms of if you ask me what my biggest fear would, would be, like that really simple sequence yeah. would probably be my answer. That's yeah. the first time I've actually thought about it like that. But we're, ne- we're never taught and like, like going to the school we went to, we're able to, you know, I guess we, we're taught how to do all the basic stuff really well, but we're not taught to, hey, why don't you give that a crack? Or why don't you give yeah. that a crack? Or why don't you chase that crazy dream you've got? Yeah. I think that the thing is they just don't teach you to take risks. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think the best things we've ever done in life are risks. Yeah. One of my favorite, my way, one of the ways that we set goals is, or oh, we've got a couple of different ways, but your kind of big crazy dream is what scares and excites you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Find something that scares and excites you at the same time and go and do it. Yeah. And magic always happens. Yeah. And that's been something that's resonated with so many people since we started using it that if they chase that, everything else follows. All the material stuff, all of the things that you feel as though you need, yeah. that, that stuff becomes insignificant because it's yeah. just secondary to yeah. actually why you're actually doing it. So true. Which like, is so important. I always used to think that I wanted to be famous. <laughs> and what an empty, awful dream. Yeah. Like, seriously, why did no one say that to me? Mm. I was, I've just, I, it took me a long time. But now, like, what I want out of life is I just want to feel, I, I've said it so many times, my number one word is fulfilled. Like, I just want to feel like, I just want to feel happiness in, you know, all these different parts in my life yeah. and try and put equal effort into, into each of them. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't have this craving to be like amazingly recognized or to be famous. I just want to I want to be that person that people go, "Oh, like I want to help me with that." Or, right. you know, I'm going to call on. You want to be able to make a difference. Whether yeah, it's definitely. Past or present. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah, I think so. What's the, you've used it a couple of times. What does the word failure mean to you? I I think that that was one of my main struggles was failure because mm-hmm. Everyone told me that I was a product yeah. and that I had to be perfect. And then when I wasn't, it was really dramatic. But I felt like failure was this just, like, not nah, you don't have any other options you've done. Like, you've done. Like, what have you done? Yeah. Um, but I think now failure is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that, um, the like, the all the times I've actually failed, I'm doing the finger thing again. <laughs> um they're the times when I've actually made a change and it's usually the time when you're supposed to make a change. So um, I love failing. I tell them when, you know, I have students come in, I've actually had a lot lately who are in their 20s and they've never pursued music. And I've always asked them, like, why? Like, what's the reason? Like, I've always been too nervous. Like, um, I'm not confident enough, all this stuff. And they hit a bung note and they look at me and they do this face and I yeah. call it the face. I'm like, you're not allowed to make the face. Like, <laughs> no, the face is in here. And I just say, in this space here, you're allowed to fail because yeah. it means that you try. Try something different. Yeah. And otherwise, you're never going to grow if you don't. So 100%. I think failure has changed a lot for me. But it was something that, yeah, I did definitely I definitely struggled with. But now mm. I'm like, it's all sweet. I'm allowed to fail. Yeah, that's awesome. The ability to actually go, you know what, if I fail, if I fuck up, then I'm able to go, well, that didn't work, I can try something else. Yeah. I think when we're, like, it's probably comes from school and parents and not wanting to, not wanting to fail and not wanting to struggle with something. And like you said, the way your mum 
reacted to you not finishing year 12 mm. and like I dropped out of a master's degree because I was just like I don't want to do this this isn't for me some people go I failed but I made it and you would have made the same decision I made a decision that my life would be better off without that yeah and that success was ne- was wasn't necessarily me finishing that and yours wasn't necessarily finishing year 12 yeah. and now look at you you're kicking girls which oh, is awesome okay. what does success mean to you oh great question we actually talked about this this morning as well <laughs> I'm going to give you a short answer. Okay. It's wake up in the morning and going to bed at night and doing whatever I want in between. Oh, I like yeah. that. So it's a really simple one and I've, I've kind of used that over the last That's 12 cool. months or so because it's really simple and like for me, what I want would vary from day to day. Yeah. At the moment, I guess it's all based around our why and our mm-hmm. why is I want to make the world a better place through health and fitness. Yeah. Like really, really simply. And you're doing that. Yeah, and we're slowly doing that, which is cool. And and the thing I've got to keep going back to is that it takes time and I need to be patient. Yeah. But I think the cool thing, like success is, for me, it's it's achievement. And achievement can be something as simple as, you know, recording a cool podcast that three people listen to and really mm. get a lot out of it. Like it doesn't have to be on a massive scale. And I think mm. that's where, like you wanting to be famous, you kind of, you've probably lost your way a little bit because yeah. if I can have a really cool session in the morning with one person mm-hmm. and I've made their day better and you can do the same tonight if yeah. you're teaching like life's good yeah and it's being able to this is something our physio Greg's been able to teach me or force me to understand is that you'll never necessarily if you always focus on what you're chasing you'll never necessarily be happy yeah if you allow yourself to stop take a breath and like look back at how far you've come yeah then you can keep moving forward knowing that you're content and fulfilled Exactly. I think that's a really important word. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I agree 100%. I really liked what you said. What's your definition of success now? now. Can I just copy your answer? Nah, not at all. (laughs) Um, Right now, do you know, actually, it's interesting you say this. When I was pursuing, you know, my career and all that stuff, I remember when I had the turning point, I was like, I said to my friend, I was like, all I want to be is a successful singer. She turned to me and she's like, you are. And I had this moment where I was like, oh, maybe I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that like, exactly, success is whatever you want it to be. Mm. And you're successful right now. Like, look at where you are. Look at what you've created. Mm. It's success. And I think that I can say that I feel successful in my career right now. Um, and I feel successful in, you know, my personal life too. Um, there's always ups and downs and all these things that, that come in the way, but yeah. I think, yeah, what you said, you've got to pause and reflect and just remember that you don't need all that other stuff that, you know, you're dreaming yeah. about. Yeah. That's not when you reach success. Cause when you get there, you want <laughs> there's something more. Else, yeah. There's always going to be another mountain. I think Miley Cyrus said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think she did too. So it's yeah. I think that we're already successful, but we have to pause and recognize it. Yeah, and it's I like for me, and I think for a lot of people, it's just checking your ego. And mm-hmm. if you can check your ego and say, you know, I don't need to be chasing all that stuff, yeah. and I be happy with where I am, yeah. then like life's gonna be okay. Like yeah. even when bad stuff happens, and it always does, yeah, it allows you to kind of come back to it and enjoy the little things. Yeah, and one, like and. It's a conversation I have with all of my clients a lot, and I'm sure you probably have the same conversation. It's allowing yourself to enjoy the little wins. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I probably learnt by 
trying to tell all my clients that that if you know if you come to three sessions one week and you used to come into one like that's a win enjoy it if you decide to eat something healthy rather than drinking 100 beers on a Saturday like that's a win like you've got to enjoy those little wins and all those little wins add up and eventually you'll get to where you want to get to but rather than just focusing on where you want to where you want to get to you're going to enjoy the process a thousand times more yeah it's like everyone who's you know achieved all these insane amazing things it's never just one thing that they Mm. did it's yeah. all the little tiny decisions that they made along the way. Yeah. And that would be, it's like fitness is the best example. I actually use fitness a lot when I'm trying to teach, tell my students awesome. about practicing. Yeah. Like it's like going to the gym. Yeah. You know, we'll isolate one part of their voice and just work on that little area. The same as, you know, just working <laughs> your arm one day. And then they all go, oh yeah, I get it. It makes sense. It's a good analogy. It's really yeah. simple. Yeah. And because, you know, your vocal cords are like little muscles. So you've got to build them up every day. Um, but... I got sidetracked then. What were we saying? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. It must have been very good. <laughs> no, it was. Oh, the, yeah, the little decisions. Yeah, process. It's the Enjoy little the things. Process. Like, yeah. that's what, like, if you want to eat better, you have to make all the little decisions. It's not yeah. just having one well, thing. Well, if, if you want to eat better and there's, you know, seven days in a week and you eat three meals a day, there's 21 meals. If yeah. you fuck up three of them, who cares? Like, yeah. you're 18 out of 23, uh, out of 21. You're doing, yeah. you're doing pretty well. Like, yeah. it's, I think if we... I think a lot of people fall down because they, one, try and make everything happen super quick, mm. but two, they block everything out as to one giant goal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you like use the eating one, if you want to get better at eating and you're eating six good meals and 15 shitty ones a week, mm. cool. To yeah. This week, let's do seven. Next week, let's do eight. And then, you know, in three months time, you'll probably be hitting 18 or 19 good meals and yeah, like, becomes like you're fueling your body and exactly, that becomes the norm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I um, mm, mm. good. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, I was that's, so excited then. I was like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen?" I was singing something and then I just lost it. So that's the first time I've had like a proper mind blank doing mind this blank. for a yeah. while. Oh, were you just thinking Big about food? Blank. Is that why? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I haven't had lunch, so that's, that, that that could be it. That'd be what's it. so? What's the plan now? Where's what's the future look like for Coach Music and your touring? Oh Do you my know? God, I have so many plans. Like Throw them out there. My mind is just bonkers. That's cool. Um, but I I see like coach music being like a bit of a spider web for a lot of different things that I want to start. I think that singing out is maybe just another leg for that. Um, so singing out is what you called what the name of the tour was. Singing out, yeah. Cool. So sing it out I always tell my students like just let it go and just sing it sing it out. So um, you should yeah. do Pete like. Like team PDs for like businesses. Oh yeah. I get our crew around that. That's a really cool idea. That'd be fun. Oh, we'll see. There's another leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I've just got like a lot of things that I want to build next year, and I think that I've spent some time, um, you know, doing a lot of the admin work and mm-hmm. you know scheduling our tour. And I would love my next stage to get is someone to actually help me with just making sure they can handle all that admin stuff especially just the scheduling for all the teachers and making sure the processes are really good. Um, I really want to get a space where, you know, we can teach from and grow. And, yeah, the ultimate things that I want, like, I don't even want to say them out loud because, you know. Say them out loud, mate. This is a safe place. I I really want to support, like, the whole reason I started Coach Music is to support up-and-coming musicians. And with everything that I'd been through, I felt like a team was really important for me. And so even with our Sing It Out, 
um, tour that we're doing, like all of those artists, I believe in them and I want to support them. And awesome. I want, I would love to have some sort of record label or something that I can, I can just support up and coming Australian music and kind of bring it back to the roots of what it truly should be and actually helping them to find themselves and, yeah. um, yeah, developing them. So that's an ultimate goal for me. That's cool. But yeah, for the meantime, I want to just keep growing coach music and I want our culture to remain how it has been this year. It's really important to me just how supportive everyone is of each other and mm. just the amazing environment that I feel like we're creating. And yeah, I would love, I, I want to put Sing It Out back on the road next year and we really want to do the East Coast. Cool. So, yeah, that's really amazing. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. That's cool. Tour bus. Two of us. We need one of the, those Vettas buses. Yeah. I was eyeing that off too. I was like, hmm. Yeah, you can just load everyone into the back and, yeah. and you're sweet. That's it. And it's, it's a bit of a fun time. So That's exciting. Yeah, that's that's the goal. See as many as many students as we can and change lives. Awesome. Mm. That's an yeah. amazing purpose. Yeah, cool. you use the word culture. What? How did you create your culture? Um, I created it from knowing what I didn't want it to be. Uh I've, I've experienced cultures which are toxic before, um, yep. and that can easily happen, especially as a company grows. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say culture, because I'm really mindful of it. And I know that our, our goal is to grow, and it's also to give. And I think that if we grow and we lose our sense of who we are, then what's the point? Yeah. So um, I always, I'm always you know, telling my students... Just, you know, just little reminders constantly because in something like this, you know, girls can be girls, things can happen and it just yeah. becomes like, you know, I want to be famous and I want to do this. And so I always just remind them of the whys, like yeah. why they do it. Um, music should make them happy. It's not about, you know, everyone's goal, same with fitness, is different. Yeah. It might not be that they want to be a supermodel. It might be that they just want to feel good on the inside. So um, I'm constantly just reminding them that they don't have to feel pressure they don't have to feel like they have to achieve a certain thing. It might be that they just want yeah. to come to that lesson every week and they just want to sing around a campfire to their friends. I like that. Yeah. So I just, I really want our culture to remain really strong and I think that it will because we know what it is and we just keep projecting it out. Yeah. Yeah. And the more, like the more I dive into culture and leadership and all these kind of things, if it's driven from the top down and then everyone else in the organization buys into it, yeah. life's good and you'll keep moving forward. And it all, it's all got to keep coming back to that why, as yeah. to why why you're all doing it so that if you start to stray away from the culture, you mm. can pull yourself, check yourself and pull yourself back into it. Have you read um, any of the Simon Sinek, Sinek books? Yeah, is that oh, where yeah. you oh, yeah. the why? Yeah, that's like that, <clears throat> that's kind of been a big area of my personal development like the last 8, 12 months Yeah, is just reading his books, listening to his yeah. books He's great, multiple times. Like the uh, golden circle is up on the wall behind you. <laughs> And I it's love just, it. it's just being able to, to listen to, I'm big on, if, if there's someone, there's always going to be someone that's done something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So you, especially in the age of information with podcasts and books and audio books and all that kind of stuff and other business owners, things like that, mm -hmm. just have, have the conversation and start yeah. talking and listening to people. Yeah. Yeah, I can, you're a really good leader. I'm, I'm started re reading his book on leadership. The uh, um, Leaders Eat Last. Leaders Eat Last. I finished that for the third time like a week ago. Really? It's so good. Oh, 
So I love it. Like I'm just the start of it and I've already learned something. Yeah. It's so true. And I've, I've worked for people before and it has felt the complete opposite and that respect and that loyalty doesn't really remain there. And mm. it is just because maybe they don't care as much. And yeah. so I, yeah, I just, they I don't care as awesome. much, but then they like, they move away from what they're, why they're doing what they're yeah. doing and they forget it, which yeah. is easy. Like yeah. it's an easy thing to do. So it's, it's so important easy. that you check yourself. Yeah. I love that, that premise that like in the Marines, the, they always let the younger guys eat first, which yeah. is just, yeah, that's counter counterintuitive. But then when you think about it, well, if all of those guys are, are fed first, then, you know, the whole organization is going to move together as a team. Well, that's it because everyone is equal. Like you're yep. all there for that same reason. And just because you might be at the top of it yep. doesn't mean that, you know, it shouldn't be just as important to everyone else. Um, yeah, I, I think he's great. I picked up on your your whys. Amazing Yeah, that like that's a word that I'll continue to use like yeah. daily. Why, what is our why? What is my why? Why are we doing this? And then everything moves forward. Yeah. I've got a bunch of questions for you. Okay. You can be as succinct or as rambly as you would like. Uh-oh. What advice would you give fifteen year old version of yourself? Um, to find her why. Awesome. I never had a why. I just thought, okay, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So I would say, ask yourself why. Did you th- do you think you, you thought you knew why you were doing it back then? Um, I don't think I actually stopped and reflected why. Yeah. I think I just... Just did it. Just did it because everyone said that that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I started asking why, I started changing. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. If money wasn't an issue or if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do with, with your life? Oh, exactly what I'm doing right now. Best answer ever. <laughs> I love, like, that's so cool because then there's no regrets because yeah. you're just chasing the stuff you want to do. Yeah, I like I, I don't think that money is ever a limitation on anything. No. Actually, I need to tell you one story. Hit me. Uh, so I, I kind of blanked this off, but after I finished my event course, went through all these things, I was like, oh, I want to do my own event. I did the Coach Couch. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of similar to this, but in a live event space. So yeah. I would interview an inspiring person um, and they would tell me their story and to a live audience. It was really fun. And I liked the whole aspect, yeah. everything, like organizing all the little things. I just liked it. Um, anyway, and so after the last one we did, I interviewed Molly Meldrum. Awesome. And I had to put, he was going to cost me for one hour, 6000 plus GST, so $6,600. And I was, I was renting, had no money. I was like, oh, man, I really want him. And originally he'd said he was $12,000, and I emailed back, 6000 And they said yes. I was like, oh, no. She said four <laughs> yeah, she or three. Said four. She said two. Anyway, so I had to put a deposit down on him. Yeah. And I had 3000 like, I think it was maybe like $800 in the bank. Yeah. And the only reason that I had this extra thousand dollars is someone had kicked my side mirror in and my insurance money had come through. So I had this extra money in my account. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I, I transferred $3,300 to Molly Meldrum. Probably didn't even need my money. Yeah. And I, uh, I lived on the rest of my money for the next few weeks. Um, and then I had to sell tickets because I had to make the money back yeah. because otherwise I was screwed. Yeah. So I did everything in my power. And the thing is that I've always found I love taking risks because every time I do it, I make it happen. Like, yeah. There's no option. I have to do it. You realize how when you have to do it, you realize how hard you can actually work yeah. and how focused you can actually yeah. get. 
Oh, I was like constantly tireless. Anyway, on the night at the end, we counted the tickets. All the ticket sales came in. We made $6,612. That's the best. That is an amazing story. I made 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but what did you use that 12 bucks on? Yeah. (laughs) Probably like some of the decorations. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. Bravo. Yeah. That's a rad story. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Um, Oh, no one's asking that. I'll remember in one sentence. Um... Oh, I'm trying to think of something really creative and awesome. <laughs> but I think that I think I just want to be remembered as a good person. I Perfect. Think, I think that's it. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. I just I want people just to go, ah, oh, Alana was so kind and then just tell great stories about my life. Perfect. Yeah. Who do you look up to and why? Oh, who do I look up to and why? Um hmm, who do I look up to? God, I actually don't know right now. What have I been like? Like at the moment, I'm going through a Simon Sinek phase. Mm, yeah. So I am definitely looking up to him. But I think that for a long time, I had a lot of idols and people that I was like, yeah, I want to be you. But I don't think that I have one at the moment. Cool. And no. you realize they're just people too. Yeah. Like I think so. Like there's definitely people who inspire me and that I'd like, I'll sit in my car and listen to them talk and... I really love it and I learn a lot from it and I feel like they give me lots of insight. Yeah. But I don't think there's one person in particular that I'm like admire right now. Cool. I've stolen this question from one of the guys I've interviewed a couple of times, Ed from the Human Happiness Project. Ooh, what yes. is happiness to you? Oh, what is happiness to me? Um, happiness is... Um, if I, like, do you mean as in like, However you want to... How would I describe happiness? To you. To me. Um, happiness is walks with my dog and um, just talking about innovative ideas with my boyfriend. Awesome. That makes me really happy. We love those conversations. Cool. But I think the number one thing for me is like, is just feeling really excited about what I do. That makes me really happy, but... That's, yeah, it's an interesting question. What is happiness to me? Mm. Yeah. There's so many things that make me happy. I like, yeah. have all these like, little <laughs> pictures going on in my mind. Mm. I like it. What are you most proud of? Um, I, think that, I think that I'm proud of how resourceful I can be sometimes. I think that makes me proud. Yeah. I think... Um, do you mean like proud about my, of myself? Yeah. What makes me proud of myself? Yeah. Oh, that's a really nice question. I always, I always tell my students, I'm like, you have to like write down three things that you like about yourself because they always talk about things that they don't like. Yeah. Um, I think that I like that somehow I, I feel like I have, um, I think someone, someone told me once that I had a really high emotional quota and I liked that. That's cool. Um, and so I think that's maybe one of the things that I'm proud about myself. Perfect. Because, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people that I connect with seem to just open up and tell me about their life and um, I'm always there to listen. It's so. a very powerful thing to have. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Flip side, what are you most ashamed of? Ooh, what am I ashamed of? Um, I, my God, what am I ashamed of? Mm, of it's an interesting question. It is an interesting yeah. one. It makes you think. Yeah. Um, I'm ashamed that, 
Well, I've recently turned vegan. Boo. And I'm ashamed sometimes that I still have a leather wallet. (laughs) (laughs) One of my mates calls himself 99% vegan because he has a leather belt. Yeah. Play on. There you go. There you go. I like that. Do you, have you just, are you like, I'm going to delete this whole podcast? Yeah, maybe. Done. No, not at all. Everyone can do what they want. As long as they don't hurt other, hurt other people. I agree. I agree. If you could give everyone in the world one personality trait, what would it be? Hmm. If I could give them all one personality trait. Hmm. Kindness. Kindness Sweet is magic. Kind. Yeah. Good. Kindness is magic. Yeah. What a th- First three things come, in your head, come into your head. What are you grateful for? Oh, I am grateful for... I'm grateful for my boyfriend. I love shout him. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. He's the best. Um, I'm grateful for my family. So grateful for my family. Like, my extended family, all of them. And I am... I'm grateful that I am able to say that I love my job. That's yeah. huge. And I'm grateful... And all sorry for... Well, the same thing. But I'm grateful that when... You know, when you're at a dinner party... And everyone's talking about their life. Mm. I'm grateful that I actually want to talk about what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when people don't, I go, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Like, oh. That's it's something that like, I struggle with people that don't have something they're passionate about or, or at least don't want to chase and find it. Yeah. Because like, by all means, you don't have to know what you, what you want to be doing or what your why is yeah. to borrow from old mate. But if you're not throwing yourself out there and trying a bunch of different stuff you're probably never going to know yeah and that would scare the shit out of me so true it's like when people say I'm not creative I think everyone's creative in their own way yeah and yeah you've got to find those things because usually they, they make you excited and how's yeah. that if you don't get excited every day yeah creativity comes out when you find something you're passionate about yeah cool absolutely if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Hmm. Okay, so I think that I have to invite Taylor Swift because I just want to know what the hell is going on with her. <laughs> like, what is she doing with her life? Um, okay, I'd have to invite Elon Musk because oh, I just want to sit inside his brain you for a while. Book? Um, I haven't, but it's sitting there ready for me to read. I'm Game ready. Changer. Yeah, it's I've heard it's really good. Um, and you know what? I think that I would invite Richard Branson because I just think he's a legend. Have you read and, his books? <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I want to be, I actually want him to return the favor and I want him, oh, nice. I want him to invite me to the, the island. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically just for a return invitation. <laughs> Two of those three I would love to have at a dinner party. Yeah, so like Taylor Swift's obviously like 15-year-old Alana still sitting mm. inside me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just confused that'd be, that'd about be interesting. Album. Yeah, and you know what? I'm really intrigued because I think that Taylor Swift is a really amazing marketer and I just want to know like what she thinks. I think it's brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, everything she does, it's so well thought out and yeah, it's very strategic and I just would love to know what it would like, how it would feel to actually have to live your life like that mm. because her Maybe life... Maybe that's her. yeah. Uh, mm. No, don't don't think so. Nah, I'm not. I'm not sold. I, I think don't. She's I don't think I'm up to date with what's going on in Tay Tay's oh, life as much I'm, as I should. Man, I'm up to date with so much stuff I shouldn't be because <laughs> I like work with teenagers every day. So, so. you're just hearing from them. <laughs> yeah. So what's Taylor done now? I know. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm I'm up to date with all the things. Alright. <laughs> right, a couple of favorites to finish off. Okay. F- favorite book. My favorite book. Do you know that I actually loved. Um, Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso. 
Yeah. Nice. And I think it was more just the, the girl power in me. That That's cool. Like, yeah. But that was, that was an inspiring book for me because she built something so huge from nothing. I love stories like that. Yeah. But I do have a lot of favorite books. Um, yeah. Cool. But, one will do. Yeah, that one. Favorite podcast. Okay, so obviously Vettis. Stop it. <laughs> um, and How I Built This. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm always just dream about what I would say to Guy Raz every time. I said that before, yeah. but it's in my pod, It's in my like subscribe podcast. Yeah. But I've never listened to it. It's I, been I, there for probably eighteen months. Yeah, I, I love it. I think that you interview some really interesting people, and I learn a lot from it. Just mm. the stories, they're cool. That's awesome. Mm. Favorite way to spend a Sunday afternoon? At the beach. Yeah. Just I don't know. Just being outside. Being with nature, like turning everything off and just completely just being relaxed. I think it's good. Perfect segue. Favorite way to disconnect? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably that. Awesome. Yeah. I think that I, I try hard to disconnect as much as I can on the weekend, but Sunday's a That's good hard. day. Yeah. yeah. Favorite TV show? Oh, favorite TV show. I don't really watch TV. Cool. Yeah. Um, like I sometimes watch Netflix and their series. Mm, throw, throw one at me. Well, recently I just watched The Sinners. Have you have you watched it? Yeah. Oh my god, it's just epic. <laughs> oh, my my head. But yeah, I don't. I, the only time I'd really I really watch stuff is just to to tune out for a little bit. But yeah, yeah I'm not really that big on TV. Cool. Favorite advice you've ever been given? Um, that whenever anyone is angry, they're just sad. Oh. Yeah, I love that advice. Because I think that sometimes we get really emotional that about... Deep. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just got to go, you know what? They're, they're upset about something. Let's work out what it is. That's cool. Mm. Favourite advice you've ever given? Or favourite piece of advice that you can, that you give to your students? Um, I guess it depends. But I'm constantly giving them advice on, like, on setting goals. I really believe in goal setting. Awesome. I, like, it's... You know, if you... You know, if you... I don't know... Um, you say, I, I drive a Jeep, right? When I bought my Jeep, I realized how everyone else, there's so many Jeeps on the road. I was like, <laughs> never seen this before. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with setting your goals. That once you actually write it down and you envision it, then it, you start seeing all the little ways that you can get it. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm all about telling them to, to set goals. Perfect. Last one. Favorite quote? Ooh, I don't know. Favorite quote? That I remember. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It's my favourite quote. I love quotes as well. Come on. Really putting you on the spot. I'm trying to think of an epic one. Um, that one by Richard Branson, mm-hmm. how he says that um, businesses are like buses and there's a new one around every corner. <gasps> Good. I like that one. That's cool. That's a cool one. There's always opportunities everywhere. Definitely. That's mm. huge. If people want to get around Coach Music and sing it out, how can they do that? They can check us out online. Yeah. Awesome. My website's up. It's coachmusicacademy.com.au. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and if, you know, you work at a school, you know someone who does, we really want to bring the Sing It Out tour around Australia next year. So, yeah, hit us up. you have to bring us to Inverters at some oh, point. We will. We'll have a big concert in the, yes. in the factory. That'd be That'd awesome. Be <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Lucky.